Well, hello, podcast people. It is Kristen Dupre back with another episode of Rediscovering Ourselves. Uh, I am talking to you live from my living room. Cats may make a debut as well, Forsyth and Finnegan, but hopefully not. I wanted to talk more today about my journey and specifically about the definition of bipolar. A lot of mis construed um, opinions about bipolar and a lot of unanswered questions I'm sure are out there, but I wanted to kind of give the definition and, you know, just talk about what having bipolar means um, as far as the stigma, as far as, you know, what what the actual definition is itself. Uh, Another thing I wanted to talk about today was the spoon theory. I'm not sure if you've all heard about that, but it's something I really resonate with and it helps describe to people who don't live with invisible illnesses and people who don't live with chronic illnesses or pain. It helps describe somebody's day and that's called the spoon theory and we'll get into that in a little bit. And then the other thing I wanted to discuss is a little bit of my self-care routine Um, just in case anything jumps out at you that might be something that you want to look into. Um, every, everybody has something different that works for them. And this seems to be as of late, what works for me. So I really just wanted to talk about bipolar disorder and, you know, the last time we spoke, uh, I talked about my journey with it. And I think it was really within about two years ago that my psychiatrist tried a medication for me that is used for bipolar And that's what worked. Um, Prior to that, nothing really had worked well. And so we were just treating the depression part of my bipolar and not the bipolar as a whole. And it was the addition of this med that really clued us both into the fact that I was bipolar. And basically because I'm bipolar too, which means I don't have those really high highs, the, the mania, um, there's a different uh, word for it called hypomania. So it's it's a little bit of a high, but it's not as high. And with my bipolar, I really have low lows. Um, mine is a little bit different. Some people experience this as well. My lows get scary. And my highs are just a little bit more high, um, but not in a manic phase. Um, so the difference between bipolar one and two is basically the manic and basically bipolar was previously known as manic depressive depression um, and it's a mental disorder characterized by periods of depression and periods of abnormally elevated moods that last for days or weeks if the elevated mood is severe or associated with psychosis it's called mania if it's less severe it's called hypomania So during mania or hypomania, an individual behaves or feels abnormally energetic, happy, or irritable. They often make impulsive decisions with little regard for consequences. So that sums it up in a nutshell for me as far as my hypomania isn't high highs, but I make very poor decisions, uh, very impulse driven and uh, when I get in those highs. But again, mine has been so much more focused on the depression part that we didn't even recognize I had, 
you know, bipolar until about two years ago. And now I've been on this particular medication. I'm not going to name it because everybody responds differently to meds. Um, what works for me may not work for somebody else. But this particular newer medication came on the market and um, it, it was a game changer for me. I, I am functional again. Uh, I am... So it was a game changer for me. I, I am functional again. I am able to communicate better. I am able to notice my subtle differences in my body when something happens, which just happened recently for me. Um, I was feeling really lethargic. I wasn't feeling motivated. I didn't know what was going on. And I always have that great fear in the back of my head. Okay, am I spiraling down? That's constant. If, if I have a little bit of a bad mood, it's, okay, what does this mean? But now that I'm in a functional place, I can actually look at those bad moods or feeling lethargic or feeling unmotivated and kind of dissect it a little bit better because I'm a little bit more in tune with my body, knowing that I have thyroid issues, I have fibromyalgia, I have bipolar depression. So you know, those are things, those are the three top things that I can look at when something is a little off with me and say, okay, is it about this? Is it about that? Is it about this? And what ended up happening was uh, the first thing I tried, which was um, my thyroid, it ended up being my thyroid was too low. So I'm in hypermania and we'll have a whole discussion about thyroid, I'm sure at some point, but right now I'm in hypermania or not mania, I'm sorry. Right now I'm in hypo hyperthyroidism, sorry, um, instead of the hypo, which is Hashimoto's, uh, which is what I have. And I've had to work with my doctor to adjust my levels, but that was causing the feeling lethargic, no motivation, you know, just, just feeling really tired and out of it. So, you know, it's, it's good to be able to distinguish what's going on with your body when you're more in tune with your body. And the only thing I can say as far as getting more in tune with your body is really sitting down with some of your symptoms that you're having now and just saying, okay, when I have a manic episode, this is what it looks like. When I have a low episode, this is what it looks like. When I have fibromyalgia pain, this is what it looks like. And knowing those things helps you in the future as far as being able to treat those things individually or if something comes out again. So that's really helped me um, just becoming more aware. Um, and that's a good lead in for what I do for self-care. So some of the things I do, I do self-affirmations. Um, I have issues with self-worth. Um, so I, for most of my life have just not felt worthy. Um, I'm working on it. It's, I am, I am always a work in progress and I do affirmations, um, each day and I tell myself that I am worthy, I am enough and I am healing. And then I have an app on my phone that actually pops up with little affirmations that either they, the company app company has written or that I've written that I can put a timer on and have them pop up so that I read them throughout the day. And, you know, it may sound corny. It may sound like, well, that's not really going to do anything. But, you know, what you, in the cognitive behavioral therapy sense, um, it's about 
your thoughts become actions, become behaviors. It's the cognitive therapy triangle. So affirmations become thoughts. Your thoughts then become actions. Your actions become behaviors. And it does make a difference. It has made a difference for me. So I do self-affirmations. I do a daily gratitude journal. Um, basically I write down, I, I got a journal just from, and you don't even need a journal really, but I got one from Amazon cause you know, I shop, um, and I write down three things a day that I'm grateful for. Sometimes they're big, sometimes they're small. Sometimes, uh, I can't really think of anything because I'm having an off day, but I can think about the fact that, you know, Hey, I I'm grateful for my cat. Or I'm grateful for my cat's purrs, or I'm grateful that I'm a good friend. I mean, it could be anything, you know, small, large, anything. Um, another thing I do is tapping, and I'm going to devote a whole episode to that because I'm still learning about it, but it's basically hitting acupressure points on your body, actually, your head and clavicles. Um, with your fingertips while you're saying affirmations and there's some sort of like neurological science devoted to studying how tapping actually works especially in children um with anxiety with calming the mind um etc so that i'm doing more research on i'll have some more information for you soon um but definitely know that it's something there that that can be of of assistance um, I am starting to do yoga. Um, I basically bought a yoga mat that has all of, well, not all, it has 78 yoga poses printed on it. So I don't even need like a yoga video, which I have those as well, but 78 printed poses. And I just start going down the the line. Um, in addition to going down the line, cause there's a lot that I can't do as I'm starting out. I do have a yoga like app that has, um, I actually signed up for a six month trial. Um, there's yoga apps out there or YouTube that's free. There's some that where you spend like $45 for six months and that's what I did. And you can have unlimited access to it. Um, another thing I do is meditation and there's, uh, apps for that too. Um, try and meditate once a day if I can, sometimes twice, depending on the day. And the meditation app I use is called Insight Timer. It's free. It's There's a meditation for everything. And there's guided meditations that you just do deep breathing. There's meditations for specific things. Um, there's a lot of options there. And then I've found that within the yoga, within exercise and stretching, um, with having fibromyalgia, I think a lot of people complain that you can't exercise because you end up in pain, but I've found the opposite to be true. If I don't exercise, I end up more in pain. So I also have an exercise bike that I use indoors. Um, and I, I absolutely love it when I do it. And the other thing I wanted to address when I'm talking about all these things that I do for self-care, am I doing every single one of them every day? No, I'm not. That would take me three hours. Um, 
but I'm working on it. I'm trying to do as much as I can each day for self-care and I try to do it personally. I enjoy doing it in the mornings because it's taking care of me right away and then I can go out into the world and help take care of others. That's how I look at it. Um, you can't care for others unless you care for yourself first. You can't love others unless you love yourself first um, is, is where my mindset is and what I believe. So I try and do those things on a daily basis. If I'm only doing one of them, that's okay too. If I'm doing five of them, that's amazing, but I'm not going to beat myself up if I can only do one a day or two a day or three a day, um, because it is a lot, um, but I'm worth it. So the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was the spoon theory. This has taken off in the chronic pain and chronic invisible illness world um, as a way to help describe the idea of limited energy and using your spoons as a unit of energy. So basically, it's it's a story by Christine um, Marizando, um, and I will provide a link for it uh, on Facebook and Instagram so that you can see the whole thing. She was talking with a friend. She has lupus, um, which is a chronic autoimmune disease, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point as well. Uh, lupus causes the immune system to attack the body's healthy cells. You get chronic pain. Um, at one point, they thought I had lupus because of the pain and where it originates in my wrists and elbows and everything. But um, I do not. Um, but Christine does. And... One day she was, her friend wanted to kind of understand a little bit better of what the realities of living with chronic illness looked like for her. And the best way that Christine could describe it was coming up with this thing called the spoon theory. And it's really meant to help like outsiders understand what it's like to live with an illness, but it really has helped patients and quote unquote insiders um, in ways as well, it kind of gives us this ability to connect with others and express ourselves and work on self-compassion in a way in which, again, spoons are used as the measurement of energy. So if I say I started out with five spoons today and doing a podcast took one, taking a shower took a half a spoon, making breakfast, eating breakfast took the other half. So I've got three spoons left for the day and I need to be careful of what I use my energy for. Basically, I'm going to use my energy wisely because I only have three spoons left today. So am I going to get on the bike today? Mm, probably not because that would use up probably two spoons. I mean, the bike is a lot of energy and things like that. But today may be a little bit more lax for me because I didn't wake up with that many spoons. Um, so that's kind of a, a feeling. Now, tomorrow I could wake up with 10 spoons and just feel really good about the day, get all kinds of crazy stuff accomplished, and that's wonderful. But in on today, as an example... I probably woke up with five spoons. I didn't sleep well last night. So I'm not going to get as much done today. And that's okay. And I think that's where the self-compassion plays in when you describe your day as having spoons. Um, you need to have some self-compassion with that as well, saying, you know, 
I'm doing the best that I can with what I have where I am. That's a quote from Teddy Roosevelt that I absolutely love. Um, I am doing the best that I can with what I have where I am. And today I'm doing the best that I can with the five spoons that I have where I am, which is my living room, talking to you. And and that's okay. Um, so I really, one of the homework assignments today is if you're interested to read out the spoon theory um, in full. And like I said, I will provide that link so that you can look at it, but I really would recommend doing that. It's It's a great way to understand anybody in your life that's dealing with invisible illness, that deals with uh, chronic illness that is debilitating enough to say, I'm not waking up every day with an infinite amount of energy. I I have a cap on that. And, and here's what that means. So um, we'll talk about the, the homework stuff in a in a minute here. And I will encourage you to to check that out again. Another thing I wanted to talk about was some of the resources that I have access to that I want you to have access to. Um, these are some resources that I found in my travels of 11, 12 years of chronic pain and they're online um, and they're great resources to have when you're looking at dealing with chronic pain, taking classes, um, having the, the resource for, um, NAMI, which is the National Alliance for Mental Illness. Um, they have a helpline, which I'm going to give you and provide a link for if there's any ever, if there's ever a crisis and you find yourself in crisis mode, um, you can always text N-A-M-I, NAMI, to seven. 41741 and that's 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to get um free crisis counseling. Uh the phone number which is a Monday through Friday is 800-950-6264. And those are just good resources to have. Now some of the other things I've come across is a website and they have an app. I'm, I love me some apps. So um Elephant Journal odd name. They are fantastic. They've got all different kinds of articles to read about all different kinds of things. Um, Self-improvement, self-help. Um, you know, I, I just, I could go on and on about the resources that they have within the app. Um, I would just recommend taking a look even just on their website, which I'll provide a link to. And then finally, the Daily Ohm. It's Daily O-M. And they not only provide emails daily um, as well as a website, but they have classes. And that's something I've really been interesting or interested, excuse me, about. And I have um, started taking a class on tapping. So that's why I want to provide you with that information once I finish the class about the tapping things like that. But ultimately, they have classes about everything from daily stretches to how to write your first novel, to tapping for emotional health, um, physical health, everything. Um, so they're a good resource. And they 
they offer the classes on a pay scale. It's it's uh, an honors system as far as what you can pay, the lowest amount being $15. So that's a really good resource, I think, to have as well. And again, I'll post all these in the links. So one of the things I wanted to discuss with you as well is our next podcast. I'm very excited to announce we will have the founder of the Fibromyalgia Pain Chronicles on next week. Crystal and I are going to talk today. Uh, a little bit about it, and then we'll have a, a nice um, episode for you next week. Crystal is the founder of the Fibromyalgia Pain Chronicles, founder of the Veterans Voices for Fibromyalgia, and founder of the National Alliance of Fibromyalgia Advocates. So I'm really excited that she's going to be on, and um, she's just received a um, Wednesday Warrior Award with the UK Fibromyalgia um, page. Uh, Facebook page. So um, she's very well known in the fibro world. We're going to talk a little bit more about fibro, how to become an advocate, um, not only for yourself, but for others, um, if you so choose, but definitely for yourself. And again, I'm just very excited that she's going to be able to join us. So to wrap up, uh, I do have, like I said, some action items, some homework items. Today is two things. Uh, one, if you are interested, look up the spoon theory. I'll provide the link. Uh, if you know anyone with a chronic illness, invisible or not, this really helps gain a better understanding of their day and their life. Um, and I think that's always a positive thing is to understand your fellow human more. And that's what connects us, understanding um, empathy, and those are those are what people want ultimately. That's what people want in the world is to be understood. So I would I would check it out if you get the chance. And then the real homework um is one of the things I do with my nieces, and I'm gonna do with you. I have two nieces, they are thirteen and twelve. Is when I talk to them, when I see them, I ask them every day, what was your favorite thing today and why? And now they go to school stuff most of the time. You know, oh, my favorite subject was this. Okay, why? This is why. You know, one niece loves math. I try and cultivate that. I think it's an amazing thing. I hate math. Um, so I love that she does. And another niece loves, um, you know, kind of the English stuff and the history a little bit more. So, um, but I always ask them, what was your favorite thing of today? So today... Kind of go through your day, um, but at the end of the day, just, you know, maybe around the dinner table or as you're going to sleep, what was your favorite thing today and why? And maybe that's something that you can start doing is figuring out what your favorite thing, because every day there's something good, even if it's small, even if it's my cat's purrs, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on something good. So that's your homework for today. Um, I will do my homework right now and say that my favorite thing today is talking to you. Uh, this is the second episode. I've really enjoyed this process so far. It feels very cathartic to be able to kind of chat like this. So thank you. Uh, thank you for allowing me this space and this time. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you very much. And just a reminder to be kind to each other and yourself, and we will chat soon.